You know, sometimes we want things to go perfect, but perfection actually comes with mistakes. I remember my first time preaching, I would swallow words. I didn't know what to say. It's not that I'm better, but I'm working towards perfection. But Jonte, him with his mistakes, he's chosen to come and just make the announcements. I, I salute you, sir. I salute you, sir. And it's so sad that even in life, many of us are in the prison of our own thinkings and mindsets. We don't want to step out. So when we see someone making an announcement and is making mistake, we say, this guy, this guy is not supposed to be here. But in other words, you're speaking because you are the one who is afraid to step out. My prayer is that in this life, we will choose to stand out and to step out to walk by faith, to believe that God can use us even with our frailties. Moses was a stammerer. I'm trying to think of Moses speaking. The, 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 and it's like God was trying to encourage him. And rem remember, God is the one who has the power. He can make him speak. But he still went. So my prayer to us all is, may we choose to step out. Yesterday we had um, a, a football tournament and I want to appreciate the men, the men in this, the men in this place. <laughs> in the WhatsApp group that we are in, <laughs> we struggled to raise 5,000. Eh, but I, I, I saw guys give, I saw men give, some gave a hundred shillings, some gave 500, some gave whichever they will give. And yesterday we won the tournament. <laughs> and I'd like to call Gerald, Gerald on behalf of Nelson, to just come. celebrate Come, 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 Nazo, come, Nazo. Come back on a trophy. Unajua waseka sisi, atukua ipata trophy ju. Mini kizaliwa nilikona masikio big. So nilikuwa tuka trophy. But we, we thank God, we thank God. Christmas are you going to pick a picture? So we, we, we won. By the way, it was a difficult, it was a difficult match. And by the way, so while you play, tusmame tu, tusmame tu. To smile to Debbie. Wallace Walikua Hudson. John Tess Mama. Baka Marvin Uko. Wow. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Um, let us pray. Let us just commit and dedicate this to because it wasn't about the victory but it was about Jesus. Father, we thank you for in you everything is found. Father, we thank you for even in you as your people continue to walk this journey of salvation, there is victory in you. Father, we are not standing here with pride, but we are standing here saying thank you for you gave us victory. Other people could have won it, but you chose us. So we dedicate everything unto your mighty hand. May we continue to know that, Father, in you we find everything.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to turn to the person next to you and we've been doing a series called typing oh <laughs> we've been doing a series called typing and last week i started off and i just want you to share with the person seated next to you maybe something you've learned nakuona <laughs> solo na kucheki na kucheki aya um i choose to believe that you guys have been learning um the sermon for today is still like the title for last sunday the other side part 2 and i still want to say for the guys who are here for the first time karibuni sana I am not the most qualified person to speak about this. And all that I'm speaking is from a research. And uh, the research that I've done is now in light with scripture. I've tried to bring in scripture so that once the problem is there, we usually say that the answer is Jesus. So we get the answers on how we can be able to maneuver life with this trend that is happening in our world today and i also want to say that i'm not against anyone or anything the bible in the book of first corinthians chapter 10 verse 23 that was the scripture that i spoke from i hope it can be projected so that i show you something that is very key first corinthians chapter 10 verse 23 was my my verse for last week and uh it was speaking about idolatry the children of israel and they had allowed themselves to be used by the enemy they had given off of themselves to use to be used of the enemy and the bible says i have the right to do anything you say but not everything is beneficial i have the right to do anything but not everything is constructive I want us to understand that it's not Paul who was saying I have the right thing to do anything because it's in quotes it is the Corinthians who was speaking about it what Paul was actually saying is but not everything is beneficial and then he continues I have the right to do anything but Paul says everything is not constructive I am meant to believe that scripture is God breathed for rebuking for teaching and training in righteousness so that we may be equipped for good work when the people of the bible were writing 
they were carried along by the Holy Spirit and God used them regardless of who they were, their background. So what Paul was doing, he was writing everything that the Holy Spirit was saying. There are some places in the Bible that you see something happening and the Bible is silent about it. For example, we find the story of, of Lot and the children. They went into the mountains or the hills and they saw that our lineage will not continue. So let us have sex with our dad. And the Bible is silent. It doesn't mean that the Bible qualifies. Remember the person writing scripture, he is writing everything, everything, everything that is given whether good or bad. That's why it is for teaching, for rebuking, and for training us in righteousness so that we will see what Lord's children did was actually something that is not right. I hope I'm making sense to us. And when the Bible says that all scripture is God-breathed, the word of God is actually truth. The word of God is absolute truth. Everything is found in God. That's why Pilate could not comprehend when Jesus was brought before him and Pilate himself asked, what is truth? And Jesus kept quiet because Jesus knows that I am the way, I am the truth. Pilate could not open his eyes so that he will see that he is in the presence of truth. Someone say that in the banks, People are not taught about fake currencies. They are only shown the true currencies so that when the fake ones will come and they will know. But with this coming trend of social media, we have been, we, we have been wavered away from the truth. That's why we have absolute truths. We have half truths and three quarter truths. People can say, it is my life, I can choose whatever I want to do. And it's just like what Paul is saying, I have the right to do anything. All truth is God's truth. Even when the devil speaks about it, it is still God's truth. But the thing about the enemy is that he will lure you with the truth of God. And then after, after the truth, he will bring in lies. And rat poison is about 90 something percent carbohydrates, energy giving and, and proteins and all those other good things. But the rest is poison and that can kill you. All truth is God's truth. There's a story of, of, of two people. One is called truth and the other one is lie. And these people were young people in the area of Mississippi. And they, they, they said, uh, let us go to the beach and start playing a game. And they started playing a game called Marco Polo. I don't know how you play that game. But then they, get, they got bored and they said, let us play another game. Whereby I go inside the water and when I come out, the person who has, who has gone inside the water the longest is the winner. And then lie said, I want you, I want you truth to go fast. And then truth entered into the water and he's taken a deep breath he's inside the water what lie did lie actually took walked out of the water and he went and took all the clothes and went home when truth came out of the water he found out that lie is not there there is no one imagine he walked all the way kilometers naked he is running and looking for lie he is trying to find where lie is where are my clothes and he the first place that he goes is lie's house and he he knocks and lie comes out and he, he leans by the, by, the, by, the, by the door and truth is asking what was wrong with you? We were playing a game. I thought we were friends. I thought we were going to have a good time. We had played Marco Polo and we are playing this other game but what happened to you? In fact as truth was conti 
continue to speak, he is naked. Remember, he is naked and he is trying to throw words to lie and lie is leaning by the doorpost saying, I was watching cartoons all day. And then truth, 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 as truth is speaking, it starts bringing attention and people start coming. People start coming as a crowd starts forming. And as they continue to speak, people are wondering, should we believe in the naked truth or lie in truth's clothing? And social media has made us to be such people. We want our own rights. We want to do the things that we want to do by our own selves. Yes, you may be going through an issue, but we don't want scripture to dictate. We don't want scripture to be the final authority. In other words, scripture has the power, but we are the ones limiting the power from taking effect in our lives. Let me bring the story of the Roman centurion. The Roman centurion himself, he was not born again, but he went to Jesus and says, my servant is sick, but just say a word that my servant will be made well. Just say a word. He was not born again. He was just a soldier. The thing that he understood is that there is power whenever Jesus says something. Whenever Jesus says something and, and he was relating, when I say to this man, go, he will go. Whenever I tell this other one, come, and he will come. And he knew that Jesus being a man of authority, Jesus being the truth, Jesus being the word, whenever Jesus actually says something, it is so efficacious, meaning it's able to produce the desired effect. And Jesus said, your servant has been made well. We are trying to waver away from tr truth by the motivational talks that we hear. Oh, believe in yourself. Seven steps and you're married and the sixth one will shock you. We are trying to deny the scripture, the power that it has over our lives. And lies can come. Why should I go to church? Why should I not tithe? Why should I tithe? Sorry. Believe in yourself. This is what the world is speaking. We are trying to deny Christ to, to be so efficacious in our lives. And this is something, a trend that was happening in the book of Hebrews. They were trying to make Christ so little. And the same thing is happening today. Remember, there is nothing that is new under the sun. I remember last week I spoke about the, the, the stressors. I spoke about anxieties. I spoke about depression with the coming of social media. And when I'm speaking about this, I'm speaking on the other side. I remember I spoke about this thing called the, the, the highlight reel where we post our, our highlight things. We post the good things. And comparison comes with that. We want to compare ourselves with people who are pasting their perfect lifestyles. And no one is posting their mistakes. And then I mentioned that depression is as a result of unmet expectations. And then I spoke about the social currency where we attribute value to something when we see its worth. And in social media, we are actually the product. So we let people attribute value to us. And when you invest and post something and you don't get the likes, you see it's like everyone hates you. And today I'm continuing 
And my first point, I have two points. My first point is we lose our place in time. Just to speak of the Bible, we, we speak about times and seasons. If I may use Twitter as an example, we have a tweet to announce births. We have a tweet to announce deaths. A tweet to encourage. A tweet to weep. A tweet to laugh. A tweet to mourn. A tweet to dance. A tweet to embrace and a tweet to repel. A tweet to tear or tear. A tweet to mend. There's a tweet for war and there's a tweet for peace. We have a tweet to love and a tweet to hate. And if I may speak of the infinity scroll, is where you enter the social media and you're scrolling. You're just looking down on people's highlight reels and you're spending most of your time just going through people's, people's, people's daily, uh, daily posts. And there's no end. And in our phones, we find that everything has been compressed to fit into our, our phones. And it hits us in one scrolling chronology. And life online is a whiplash between deep sorrow and unexpected joy. There is cheap laughter and there is profound thoughts. And there is dumb memes. We send memes in most WhatsApp groups. Okay, I am in just Christian WhatsApp groups. <laughs> of course, to transcend to scripture. <laughs> and, and when we send scripture, people don't comment or maybe one person comments. But when a meme is sent, what? <laughs> not the scriptures that says, if you forward this, you will be blessed. Not, not those. And sometimes we are riotous and sometimes we are amazing. Sometimes we are depressing and we use our phones to multitask our emotions and try to escape emotion and try to plug the need for contact with the drug of perpetual attention. We are connected, but not emotionally. I remember saying the statistics of people on Facebook, over 4.2 billion are on Facebook. So when you log in, you can be connected to billions of people, but emotionally you are not. And I'm here to remind us that with regards to time, God is saying that we are not our own, our eyes, our mouths, what we say, what we speak, and even our time. It's not about killing time, but it's about redeeming time. It's about redeeming time. There are times that I'm at home, I enter, Manzeni koko asimu, kwa simu, kwa simu, kwa simu. Manze hata sijatoa bag kwa mgongo. And I find, manze it's 11. And I entered the house at around 7.30. Muna wana ni mimi, okay, mimi peke yangu ndo shida. I want us to turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15. Um, statistics actually say that people who read from their phones or gadgets, they read quickly, they skim through quickly, but their rate of retention is very low. But people who read from the hard copy, they read, 
they get and their retention rate is very high that's why you'll never find me coming in front here and reading uh, from a phone ndo unasikia ngawa sengine wasema evasi kutupali kutupali ikutupali ikopali tu kwa bible there's a statistics that also says that someone conducted a test um, in 8000 people and out of the 8000 he said that 3000 confessed and said that they are now reading fewer books as opposed to the coming of to to when social media was in there when they were not using everything on their phones Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 and as as she puts it there it's so funny that we get lost in the virtual world and we become oblivious to the flesh and blood world around us and we lose our time we lose our time and it's so sad unlike the people who work in a bank we try to find what is wrong we try to find sin instead of going into the word so that we know the right thing and as we do that we lo- we cut ourselves off from god's timeline it cuts us from god's mercy and blinds us from the future grace there's something called communication of presence and this is where people can say anything to anyone you can say whatever thing you want to say we have become like a virtual high a virtual village with information superhighway Ephesians chapter 5 the bible says be very careful then how you live not as unwise but as wise verse 16 making the most of every opportunity because the day, the days are evil another version speaks of time and in the original language time has two notions one is chronos and the other one is kairos when it speak of chronos it speaks of past present and future it's like a river that is passing it speaks of minutes and seconds this is something that is a measure, measurable resource we have 24 hours in the list that we have to do we spend 4.3 minutes on social media i remember last week i was saying an average pa- person who is on social media spends 2 to 3 hours a day on phone that is chronos when it comes to kairos it speaks about an appointed time it speaks about an opportune time it speaks about the due season the time is now it's like a lake that has still waters and god is speaking to us when he's speaking about us being careful on how to live we redeem the time we don't kill time we don't go to social media so that we will just post memes that is chronos but kairos is actually where we find an opportunity because the days are evil we see manze this is the time that i should reach out to someone this is the time that i should minister this is the time that i should post something that is not not only beneficial but something that is constructive my prayer is that we will learn to redeem time we will learn to make use of every opportunity that god has given us each and every person is given 86400 seconds are you using chronos time or are you using kairos time are you redeeming are you making use 
of every opportunity. As I continue, my second point is formal. I don't know if you know what formal is. what formal is. Formal, for those who don't know, I got you. Formal is actually fear of missing out. In the statistics that I gave, I say that we are generation Y and generation Z and we have been birthed into the social media. We have been birthed into this trend. So you you wake up and you find things. The people who are baby boomers, those who were born between World War II and coming forward, they were not born into it. That's why by the way, find Then most of them don't struggle with keeping their phones away. Though there are some, I, I was talking to another lady, her mom is 55 years, but she was saying she had to close her account. Because I go Facebook, I go Facebook. Um, and, and FOMO is actually an anxiety that something exciting is taking place elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on social media. This acronym was actually coined in 2004. And when it comes to FOMO, we speak about movies. I was I was seeing someone saying that Game of Thrones juice is on what Siju episode what is out and Bakai meandika the minutes that each and every episode is one is 58 minutes one is 56 minutes and anasema mpaka nimejipanga vile manzenda shika hizi vitu fear of missing out something exciting is happening we we have the the latest series and we put the latest hashtags and we 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 put the the viral stories and a lady called Bailey Panel she says that social that formal is actually social anxiety from the fear you see you are missing a potential connection you are missing a potential connection and she says that seven out of ten people will get rid of their accounts were it not for fear of being left out of the loop. Some of us are way ahead. Ushekwa kwa zile groups zenye msana tumamim ama mkotupa moja msana kwenyesha mwe ayo nishaona. Ayo nishaona. Atigosh. <laughs> and and it's like we we are becoming we are becoming reporters of the latest trends of the things that are happening i want to know it's like i want to know i want to see i don't want to be left out because we fear missing out we fear so- something may have happened we fear people may have gone to the club we fear rapture may ha- have happened and <laughs> And I'm left, I'm left alone. But unafakufrai. Okay, see about rapture. When you're alone, what's your food? And and <laughs> and we fear, we fear, and that's why we are always on social media. We sleep next to our phone so that when we wake up, the first thing you think about is, woo, 
eh bea amenitumia message ama <laughs> we we always we always don't want to miss out i want us to read the book of genesis chapter 3 verse 1 to 6 and as as it's being opened there's a story of a guy called Andy Crouch Andy Crouch he said he spent 40 days away from a tablet a laptop a phone from the screen and then 40 days later he was asked how was it he said what manzi ilikuwa hard this is what he said he said the fear of missing out is actually a real thing it's a real thing he said what i was afraid of is not even about information but i was missing out about affirmation remember social media we are the products so daily when you post something you will receive the likes you will receive the comments you will receive the the shares he said he missed that the most he missed affirmation i remember there's a time i usually go on a retreat when i'm on leave and there's a time i went with some of the men <laughs> and i don't want to look at that side and and i told the guys i want us to be away from phones it's only 2 days manzi hata 1 hour ikupita guys were on phones people are actually missing out and there's that fear there's a day i went to visit a, a a lady friend and i told her every time i'm on leave i spend at least 3 days away from social media and the look that she gave me she said what is wrong with you you mean 3 days i told her yeah i told her i go and do something called solitude because the life that we live in with social media as in it's like where a river is rushing with waters and the water is dirty and everything is busy you have to respond to emails you have to send a meme you have to send a joke you have to study the bible you have to do blah 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 and etc and etc but it comes to a time when you go to solitude is like a place where the waters are still so that you can be able to reflect and see the things that you need to drop the things that you need to continue doing and start doing genesis chapter 3 verse 1 to 6 i want to explain where formo actually started from the bible says now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the lord had made he said to the woman Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Verse 4. You will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, For God knows that when you eat from it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil 
When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Fomo actually started in the Garden of Eden. It's interesting when it comes to humanity, it starts in a garden and the book of Revelation ends with a garden as well. The woman is in the garden and I believe that the man was also in the garden and she was told, do not touch, do not eat. They had been given instructions. But then the enemy came and told the woman, did God say, because if you do this, you will be like the person who said that. In other words, Satan was telling Eve, if you don't, you will miss out being God, being like God. You will miss out being like goddess. You will miss out on the wisdom. You will miss out on the other side. And former with the beginning in the Garden of Eden has actually spread like a forest fire that hasn't been extinguished. And today, we all miss out on some things. We all miss out. We, we see people going to the clubs and we fear missing out. We see people who are in relationships and we fear missing out. That's why we enter into any relationship. We see people, people buying expensive phones so that they cannot miss out and showing themselves as rich people. We see people buying things that they don't need so that people can actually see that they are fitting in. We see people taking taking loans and buying cars because they fear missing out. We see people picking the wrong courses because they fear missing out. And we see people doing things. We see people being in relationships and, and having sex. Nowadays it is said that sex is the audition to marriage. Yet sex is supposed to be a marital privilege. And people are fearing missing out. And as you continue to fear missing out, you are destroying yourself. Someone in the Bible who did not fear to miss out is David. David, when he was young, he was throwing stones at a lion and a bear. And he was taking care of sheep, smelling like sheep. He was taking care. And when he was working at his gift, other people were playing Candy Crush and, and Fortnite and they were playing FIFA and they were doing other things because they wanted to fit in. But I am reminding us today that God has called us to stand out. In fact, God has called you to be an outcast with men so that you can be an incast with God so that God will actually use you. God is saying that fear of missing out will lead you into a downward spiral trend where you are going into destruction. Just because everyone is doing it doesn't mean that it's right. Just because people are having sex, it doesn't mean that it's right. And I will go back to the verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 23. Everything is permissible. Everything, everything. I can do whatever I want to do, but is it beneficial? Is it something that is constructing you? Is it something that is building you? Fear of missing out. We always want to fit in. 
We always want to travel with other people. We always want to do things so that we will see that we are appreciated. We are loved so that we will post pictures on Facebook and people will see that we, are, we were in Diani. We were in London and UK and all the other case. Fear of missing out. Let us turn to the book of Luke chapter 16 verse 19 to 31 as I come to the end and explain about FOMO in the grave. Luke chapter 16 verse 19 to 31. The Bible says, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. Verse 22, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. Verse 23, in Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. Verse 27, he answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place in torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham is said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Verse 31, he said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Let me explain this. This is Jesus speaking about that and it's not a parable. This is something that Jesus is speaking about. There's a moment that we will be born and we will die. And when we die, there's something called the intermediate state. The intermediate state is that state where you are awaiting resurrection before you resurrect. This is before Jesus actually died. And the people that die, remember we are all spirits, we are all spirits. A spirit cannot die, that's why there is hell. We are all spirits and the people that died before Jesus went to the cross, they used to go somewhere and the Bible wrote Hades. Hades from the original language is like a, 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 a temporary place where the dead go. People like Abraham, people like Moses, people who died in righteousness. But then it is divided into three sections. The upper part is called Abraham's bosom. The middle part is a place of torment. And the middle part is where now this rich man 
was. The third part is called Tartarus, and Tartarus is a place where the book of Jude speaks of demons that have been chained in that place. When it comes to FOMO, we find two people. The first one is the rich man. And the Bible says that he was dressed in purple. Purple speaks of royalty in the Bible. This man did not miss out on anything. He had everything that he needed. He did not miss out. But when it comes to the other guy, Lazarus, he missed out on everything that you can think of. The Bible says that even dogs would come and lick the sores. He missed out on everything. And then the people die. And what happens? They go into this place called Hades. Hebrew is Sheol. Other version says that. And when they are there, the rich man was on the second part, the place of torment, the place of pain, the place that he will say, please tell Abraham to put his finger on my lip because this place is full of fire. I am in pain. I am in agony. Roles have changed. Someone who had now doesn't have. But the Bible says that Lazarus, the person who missed out, is now having everything. He had whatever he lacked. It is called Abraham's bosom, like a place of abundance. This is not part of the sermon, but when Jesus died, the book of Ephesians says that he descended. When he descended, that is where he actually went and took all the captives. The captives are the people who died in Christ because they were still in Hades, but it was a confinement. So Jesus went and took every one of them. And the people who don't die in Christ, they are still there. They are still in torment. Think about this. You're still waiting for your judgment. You still don't have Jesus. And you're burning in a temporary place, waiting to be taken to the lake of fire. Fear of missing out is real. The thing that you should fear missing out is actually heaven. Many of us fear missing out the things of the world. I want us to fear missing out heaven. And heaven, for the people who are in Christ, the things that you missed out on earth, God is saying that you will experience far much better than those things on the other life. It's time that we start fear missing out on the right thing. It's time that we start fear missing out on Jesus. It's time that we stop fearing missing out on the latest joint in town. The latest rave joint that we can go to. It's time. But God is speaking to us that the thing that we should fear missing out is actually heaven. Let us bow down our heads. The fear of missing out on eternal life is what is worth losing sleep over. Hell will be with our families. Hell will be with our friends, 
our neighbors. Heaven is God's eternal response to all the formers. And even with our heads bowed down, you haven't given your life to Jesus. You're missing out on heaven because you don't know what will happen to you after you leave this place. You never know. But once you are in Jesus, there is a place for you. As I finish, my prayer is that we will learn to redeem the time. Like I said, social media is something that we cannot, we cannot abstain from it. But from my opinion is, we can still use it in a way that glorifies God. Even as we come to the end of our service, let's rise to our feet. For those who have dedicated their lives to Jesus, I would want to meet you after this. Just come, I'll be standing here so that I can have a word with you. Father, I pray that you will have your way in our lives as this week unfolds. The grass withers, the flower fades, but your word stands forever. As we leave this place, Father, may you convict us to live a life that is worthy of the calling that you have for us. Help us to be obedient to your word. Help us to know you more. Help us to go against our ideologies and what we've been taught, but what your word says. Mighty and everlasting Father, thank you. For as this week unfolds, you have so much in store for us. Give us the grace for the challenges that we will face. Give us the wisdom and understanding. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you guys. Do have an amazing week.